to Real Estate Coaching Radio, America's number one trusted resource for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Starring award-winning real estate coaches Tim and Julie Harris. Get ready for unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make you money in this new real estate boom. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. And welcome back to Real Estate Coaching Radio. Hopefully everyone's having a fantastic start, or rather I should say, rounding the bend on their October. Guys, we still have a week and a half in this month to stay drilled down and stay focused. I challenge all of you, whether you're participating in our uh, TFW 90-Day Massive Action Mastermind, uh, and your focus is 10 pounds and 10 listings in the next 90 days, those of you guys who are participating, I'm speaking directly to you. Make sure you do not back off, or whether you're listening to us for the first time, I want you to remember, this is the best time of the year to be going after business. We are getting literally, I don't even know how many emails and comments on Facebook and other comments from just folks in general saying that they really appreciate the fact that we have been telling them to work in fourth quarter because they're taking listing after listing. I know in our private Facebook group, it literally, Julie and I look at this every morning over coffee and it makes us smile every morning to see those of you guys who are staying drilled down and who are actually kicking some serious ass this time of year. Guys, remember, what you create for yourselves in fourth quarter not only will pay you in fourth quarter, hey, there's an idea, not only will make it so you have a great holiday season, but it will also make it so you have a kick-ass start to your new year. And if you've traditionally, as most of you have had, crappy starts to your year, it's because you didn't work in the fourth quarter of the previous year. It's really that simple. And by work, I don't mean organizing your files. By work, I don't mean getting your lead follow-up campaign together. By work, I don't mean working in your dip campaign or working in your brand or working on your website or working on your other social networking crap and all the other time-wasting BS activities that people have somehow deluded themselves into believing is real work. I'm talking about going after listings. That's the reason that the TFW, which stands for Total Effing War, uh, 10-10 challenge, it means that you are supposed to, and you have to adjust accordingly, depending on your own situation, take at least 10 listings in the fourth quarter and lose at least 10 pounds. That is what your focus must be if you guys want to have serious momentum going into the new year. Hey, look, we're not motivational speakers. We're not going to act like we're motivational speakers. Motivational speakers make me puke in my mouth at the end of the day, because the reality of, uh, of being a motivational speaker is it's mostly fake. Julie and I have been there, done that. We sold real estate at a high level for a long period of time. We know what you guys are experiencing. We know how to get you guys into the end zone based on literally hundreds of thousands of coaching calls. So I really, really hope you guys understand the importance of doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. And trust me when I tell you, trust me when I tell you, I know that that means working in fourth quarter sometimes feels like it's a grind, but you've got to do it because that's where your momentum comes from. Julie, welcome to today's show. Oh, Julie actually is uh, taking a quick coffee break herself. So, guys, look, what we're going to talk about today is the coming soon strategies. And this is another one of those topics that a lot of you guys have been requesting. A coming soon strategy, in essence, is what you're going to do to basically try to double in your own listing. And as Julie and I were talking about the show, I was thinking to myself, how interesting is it that I know that one of the things that some of you uh, are going to have an issue with, with today's topic, is the fact that some of you have made not ever being a dual agent some kind of religious calling. Literally, there's brokers that are listening right now who prevent your, age, your own agents from doing dual agency. And as a result of that, guess what? They're not selling their own listings. Now, here's the little – I want you guys to follow me on this train of thought here, okay? Look, agency aside, state agency aside, all that stuff – 
That's your own decision, really individually as an agent, how are you going to handle that? You do not, number one, and these are not my points. These are my points. I'm waiting for Julia to come back to present the actual information. You do not need to be a dual agent to sell your own listing. You can just be the seller's agent. There's no rule that says you have to be a dual agent. Just represent the seller. When Julie and I purchase rental properties, we almost always go to the listing agents, who are almost always our coaching clients, and we just buy directly from them. We don't need a buyer's agent. Most people don't need a buyer's agent. And again, I always think to all, because I have to remind myself, there's 100,000 of you guys that listen to us on a regular basis, and there's no way all of you have listened to us as you know for the past few years as we've been doing this show. So you don't realize that buyer's agency as a way of making money is something that's probably within the very foreseeable future going to become like a dinosaur. It's not going to happen anymore. Buyer's agents commissions, trust me, guys, are the next things that are going to be on the chopping block of all these technologists, all these instances and offers companies. Buyers' agents' commissions are going to go away in that they're not going to be an entitlement of the transaction anymore. If you're going to have a buyer who you're going to choose to work with buyers, your buyer themselves are going to have to pay your commission. How many of you are going to be able to convince buyers to work with you uh, and then pay your commission? So look, Mr. Uh, buyer, you can go directly with that seller and not have to pay my commission. That's true. But when you, I represent you, you get all these added benefits. Oh, what's my service cost? It costs 25 to 3% of the transaction. How many buyers are going to agree to that? How many buyers can afford to agree to that? How many buyers are going to agree to roll that into their financing of their transaction? They won't. It's not going to happen. So buyer's agency uh, on a, as a thing, as a way of making money, guys, it's going to come to an end. So here's, here's the thought for you. I really, really want you guys to stay focused on the fact that, A, when you're uh, taking listings, it is your job. The seller expects you to sell the house yourself. The seller is actually expecting you to show the house. How about that? The seller has expectations that you're actually going to work for them beyond getting the contract signed, putting it in the MLS and pricing it and praying praying it will sell. So when you sell your own listing, it's actually a sign that you are serious about selling real estate, yes, but also serious about making a profit. Because guess what, guys? You double your commission. So, Julie, welcome back. Thank you, and it's funny to hear you going through that because isn't it what you say on a listing presentation when I sell your home, the things that I will do in my listing plan of action to sell your home? You're right. The sellers do actually think you're going to actually sell the house. So I think that this is what we owe to them, seeing as how it's what they believe, and it's based on basically your sales pitch to them to take the listing in the first place. I always joke with my listing agents, you know, if the if the seller actually knew what you did day to day, would they hire you again or would they fire you right now? What are you actually doing if the house doesn't instantaneously sell itself? So, but Julie, you know, you know as well as I strategy. do. Yeah. You know as well as I do that there are a lot of really confused agents and brokers out there. And I'll be just blunt with you guys for the sake of brevity because the show's only a half hour long. A lot of inexperienced uh, you know, low-producing agents out there who treat dual, who basically take a tremendous amount of pride in telling the world that they don't do dual agency. Like somehow that's supposed to be a benefit to the seller. Guys, just get over it, would you please? I mean, like I said, if you don't want to be dual agents, that's fine. Just be the seller's agent. But really what you're trying to do is just give yourself permission to actually have to try to sell your own listing. You're trying to avoid doing the lead follow-up. You're trying to avoid doing the pre-qualifying. You're actually trying to avoid doing the job the seller thinks they're paying you to do. So come on, let's move past that. Let's focus on the fact that at the end of the day, 
Your job is to list the property, price it right, and then bring a buyer to sell the house or to buy the house. And when you do all those things, guess what? And you happen to be writing the uh, contract yourself, and there's not another buyer or an agent, a buyer's agent involved. You make twice the money. So, Julie, do you have any shout-outs from Facebook and whatnot before you get to your first point? Uh, yes. Just a quick one. Uh, let's see. Two, Ramon Rascone just took listing number three. And uh, let's see, that was on Saturday and wrote an offer on it on Sunday. So it's not just about taking listings, but he is a great example. He just wrote on his own listing, took it Saturday, wrote it on it Sunday. This is what the seller wants you to do. So I just wanted to use him as a great uh, shout out. And lots of people on the Facebook page are private uh, members who are posting their listing victories and really playing that challenge. So that's all good. And let's just jump right in. We're talking about coming soon strategies, but let's define that. I always like to kind of straighten them out mindset-wise first. Coming soon strategies are the marketing and prospecting items that you implement before a new listing goes into the MLS. Now, coming soon strategies are deployed mainly in tight markets with little inventory and low days on the market. However, you can use this action plan that we're presenting today and tomorrow on any new listing in any market. And I truly believe these are the things that you should be doing anyway, whether it's a tight market or not. The premise is, you know, probably it's going to sell, but we also want you to be the one selling it if possible. And what are we doing? Here's the secret. When a market is more, quote, balanced, which is most people define that of 90 to 120 days in the market where there's one buyer for each listing, plenty of marketing time. When you have that, which most of you haven't had in a very long time, the listing agent typically generates a lot of business from each listing, assuming that they're prospecting and marketing the property because you've got time to do it in. There's another secret. Each listing should produce a minimum of one more listing in that neighborhood for you and a treasure trove of buyers, many with listings to sell before they buy, if your listings are not producing like this, you need to create, polish, and implement your listing plan of action. Start with coming soon strategies that we're about to talk about. So obviously this benefits the seller, but we are also working towards full TFW, taking more listings in less time with more ease by using these strategies. So agents get confused on this sometimes because they're like, well, I know if I throw it in the MLS tonight, you know, it's going to be sold by tomorrow, so why make the effort? No. Well, Which always so, cracks Julie, me up. I'm you like, just, well, duh. Why do you think? You Go said ahead. something. I get fired you up. said something really. You said something really critically important. And really, guys, this is what it comes down to. When you are, when you take a listing, as a rule, you should have at least a total of three transactions that come from that listing. But oftentimes, you can have more. Now, the coming soon strategies, and Julie, I want you to go through these relatively quick so we can get them done in one show. Yeah. These strategies okay. are none, – none of them are expensive, and none of them are difficult for you guys to implement. And frankly, none of them really require that much skill set. But what will be required is this number one thing, and write this down. It's what we call furiously fast lead follow-up. Furiously fast lead follow-up means that when you get a lead, you call them back immediately. And when you do call them back immediately, you call them back using our scripts. And when you do that, you're going to peel out the listing leads. Your goal with doing first – the reason you guys don't like doing the, the follow-up like you should, and I understand why, is because you don't want to waste your time with a bunch of tire, tire, kicker, tire kicker buyers. I totally understand that. But if you were to shift your mindset and really focus on the fact that a lot of times the folks calling you back might indeed be presenting as buyers, but the truth is they're actually sellers, your mindset instantly changes about calling those leads back, doesn't it? And so what we're going to do is we're going to go through these points relatively quick, and then for the Premier Coaching members, I want you to make sure you're using the pre-qualification script. And, for the, and again, write this down your 
notes. Use 800homehotline.com, 800homehotline.com. And here's the top of the script, and when you call someone back, this will hopefully help you guys be more focused and motivated for the rest of today's show. So let's say I got a call. Ring, ring, hello. Hi, this is so-and-so. I'm calling about 123 Elm Street. And uh, so this is the, I'm going to roll right into the script. Oh, that's a great house. Everyone's calling on that one. Let me check to make sure that one's still available and get you the current price. Oh, by the way, which house in the neighborhood are you thinking about selling? Okay, now after that, guys, it's just back to the script. But that little pivot that I did right at the top, when I'm asking what house in the neighborhood they're thinking about selling, some of you guys, those of you who've been in the real estate business for a long time, you have been taught completely wrong about how to do uh, pre-qualifying. Pre -qualifi pre You've been taught completely wrong how to do lead follow-up. You've been taught that you need to call these people up and have some bullshit fake bonding conversation with them. It's no wonder why you don't want to do lead follow-ups because you don't want to have a bullshit fake bonding conversation with prospective clients, do you? No, of course not. You want to be able to cut through it, but you want to do it in such an efficient and frankly uh, you know, servicing way that they don't feel like they are rushed and at the same time you are not wasting your time with people that are just lucky loose. And in this market and in, in most of the country, for every one house that sells, there's probably 100 buyers, which is the reason buying buyer leads is insane. So in this market, you have to be able to efficiently go through all of your leads. But the first step is realizing that your future, or at least, frankly, your easier listing business is always going to come from the sign calls off your own listings and you doing furiously fast lead follow-up. Guys, pay attention. I asked the question, not even, what, one or two seconds into that, you know, the little role play I was doing with myself. By the way, which house in the neighborhood are you thinking about selling? That's part of our script. It's part of the scripts in 800 Home Hotline as well. So, Julie, let's get back to it. Yes, you got it. And for those of you who are tired of dealing with multiple offers and having to call all those agents back and tell all the ones that they didn't win and argue with them about why that was, guess what? Use your coming soon strategy, sell it yourself, and you get to escape from all of that mess too. So what are some effective coming soon strategies? As Tim said, none of this is hard, but it does require effort. So number one, this is just a technicality. Make sure you have permission from the seller to hold the listing off the MLS for a week to a month prior to entering it. Some MLSs now have specific forms that you have to use. If not, read your listing contract. It says, quote, all addendums must be in writing and attached. Have your seller sign that they wish to grant you pre-marketing time with the listing going into the MLS on a specific date. Don't screw that up. And do check with your MLS because they've been dealing with this as well. I know in Atlanta they've got, for example, a specific way to do this. Okay. Point number two, install your coming soon sign either as a sign writer on your normal sign or as a standalone sign with your company name, your name, and simply 1-800-HOME-HOTLINE number with a dedicated extension. Remember, the point is to get calls coming in before it's in the MLS. Okay? Most of you have seen these coming soon signs. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Popular in some areas more than others. Easy to get a bandit sign made with your 800-HOME-HOTLINE number, for example. Okay. Point number three, install your clear weatherproof home brochure box next to or on your coming soon sign. Use a simple high quality full color home brochure with multiple pictures, little text, and your 800 number. Remember the point is to make your phone ring. And Tim, this is another place where agents will sell, well why would I bother making home brochures if the house is going to sell itself? This is lead generation, guys. Get with the program. This is taking care of you getting your next listings from your existing listings. Get good hey, Julie, at this. It takes a little press, takes a little pressure off the prospecting. But go ahead. 
Let's just we level up real quick. So your best, this is again, we're going to cut through a lot of Mickey Mouse, but here's the bottom line. Your best uh, sellers, your best leads, period, will always be off sign calls. Always be the ones calling off the signs. Don't forget we told you that. The reason that that is true is because, and again, I'm not going to try to sell this to you guys. Just accept that it's true. When you are studying the buying or the behavior of the buyers, they always start, or sellers, anybody really, they always start, same as you do, researching on the Internet. The least motivated, crappiest leads are always going to come from the Internet. Okay, That's the point. The, and by the time they start on the Internet, what's gonna, they whittle their you know, research down, they then pop over to Realtor.com. You know, they then go over and they start choosing, uh, you know, areas based on the things that are important to them, schools or whatever, and then they start whittling it down to maybe neighborhoods, and then they drive neighborhoods. That's it. That's the summary of literally <laughs> probably millions of dollars in research that's been done for the past forever on buyer behavior. I just gave it to you. It's always been the same. Somebody will come out. You watch in the spring. Somebody's going to come out to some new bullshit research study that shows this, the other thing, and the summary is going to be the exact same behavior pattern. So just that's going to be it. The best buyers, the best sellers, and again, our focus as, our co as your coaches is focusing you guys on helping you become powerful listing agents because when you do, that is the very pointy end of the spear. But the best prospects are always going to come off your signs. Now, here's the other thing with that. The neighbors are always going to be the first people that call yeah. when you put the sign in the yard, always and forever. Again, that's the reason your best prospects, because there's neighbors that are checking the prices. In this time of year, you're going to be neighbors whose houses are about to expire, who did expire, and they're trying to find out the price because they're going to call off your sign. So, Julie, I don't need to be stepping on your toes. I think I am a little bit. So get, back, okay. to your, uh, your notes. Nope. get back to your notes, if you don't mind. Yes, no worries. Actually, I'm going to turn it over to you because, once again, somebody is at the office door. So we're on number four, and I'll be back with you in a second. Okay, so hold a snake preview, open house for neighbors and friends only prior to entering in, in the MLS. And if you're looking for listings, so there's another great idea. Now, this idea works great in more expensive areas or really any area that's not a real cluster you-know-what and it's easier for people to get in and out of the house. You can also use this in Manhattan. We have a lot of folks that use this in the different buildings. So there's a great idea. So do a little party, do a little something or another. It doesn't even have to be a party, guys. You don't have to spend a lot of effort on it. But it's just for the neighbors, and it's just for you to get to know the neighbors so that you then can obviously uh, try to offer uh, CMAs on their properties and whatnot. One thing is for sure, in everywhere in the country, there's several topics that will all at least be on the top of folks' minds. And one of, them, one of the top three is real estate. If you're in Orange County, if you're in Manhattan, if you're in Miami, if you're in any of these areas, I promise you, you will not go to a party in, uh, over the holidays where you're not going to hear one of the top three things being politics, probably, uh, money, usually, and then real estate. Everyone likes to talk about real estate, so make sure you're, on the, you're the center of those conversations as often as possible. And by doing a sneak preview party for neighbors and whatnot, that will help you out uh, to get in front of those folks that are most motivated. Point number five. Uh, canvas in the, uh, the neighborhood for your special sneak preview invitations for your, the neighborhood only. Door knock with your invitation in hand. Know all the stats in the neighborhood. You can just have them on a, pre a piece of paper, guys. Don't freak out if you don't have things memorized. When Julie and I sold real estate, uh, when we were doing this exact activity, we would have literally in our back pocket a folded up piece of, you know, 8.5 by 11 with all the market data from that particular neighborhood. That way when somebody asked us uh, what's about, you know, what did the house down the way sell for or whatever, we would pull it out and we would show them that we were prepared for their question opposed to being embarrassed that we didn't know the answer. And they, all, they were appreciative of that. 
Um, so know all the stats in the neighborhood so you can actually be the neighborhood specialist. Average days in the market, list to sell price ratio, current active listings, pendings and sales. You should also know the current mortgage interest rates and special programs. Again, don't be overwhelmed with this, guys. For the most part, you're just knocking on doors and you're giving them an invitation, which can just be a flyer uh, for the open house that you're going to be doing just for the neighbors. New listing, everyone's going to be excited about it. Everyone's going to know about, want to know about. It. Everyone's going to know, you know, the condition of it, the pricing, all that. So put yourself in the center of those conversations. And Julie, point number six. Yes, point number six is on your invitations to the sneak preview open house. Promote your raffle for Starbucks gift card, dinner for two, local restaurant, football tickets, whatever's appropriate for that neighborhood. They will sign in using a raffle ticket. Those become your lead follow-up. Several people can win your prizes. Okay, so get people to show up is the point. Point number seven is easy. Well, easier for some, perhaps. Follow up immediately on all open house leads. For heaven's sake, if you're going to create the lead, follow up on it. Remember that many leads seem like buyer leads, but they're also listing leads. And Tim already drilled down on this script, which home in the neighborhood do you plan on selling? I don't care if it's a first-time buyer neighborhood. You're assuming that they don't have something in another state, in another part of town, a little town home. Maybe they're an investor calling. Who knows? So just ask the question. They'll tell you if they don't have anything to sell, but you won't find out. So you ask the question. Let's give them a little uh, sidetrack here, and I think we can still finish up your other points. Uh, have a sign-in book. Uh, you don't have this as your thing, a point, do you? No. All right, have a sign-in book, and ha seed your sign-in book with – so, like, take your sign-in book from one open house to the other so that basically uh, – it's okay, here's the analogy. When you go to Starbucks or wherever there's a tip jar and there's money in the tip jar, you will almost – without thinking, put more money in the tip jar. Versus if you walk up to an empty tip jar, you won't put money in the tip jar. Well, guess what I just told you? It is actually a psychological – I forget the uh, the uh, psychological behavior. Basically. Yeah, But it's it's been proven, a whole bunch of, again, over-ridiculous analytical studies, but I just summarized it for you. So just notice your own behavior. If there's nothing in the tip jar, you're probably not going to start it. Now um, – same goes true with your open house registration book. Have a book sitting there and just simply say the seller requests that everyone signs in. When the prospective buyers, I and maybe sellers, same thing, right? When they see that other people have signed in the, on the registration book, they will sign in. If nobody has, they won't. Who cares if they give you bogus information? It doesn't really matter. So do uh, make a point of asking everyone to sign in. Do not sit in the back of the house. Welcome everyone to the open house as soon as they walk in and greet Football them. And, you know, just, right. Don't be one of these agents that sits in the back of the house, hidden in some corner, surfing the internet, talking on your cell phone the whole time. What is the point of you doing the open house if you're not actually going to actually try to sell the house or, at the very least, try to sell yourself to prospective sellers? Next point, Julie. Yes, point number eight, shoot a short bomb bomb video of your new listing and send it to your past client center of influence email list, inviting them to your sneak preview open house. Ask who they know who would love to purchase this home. Respond personally by phone to any responses to your email. One of our premier coaching members that does this routinely and gets lots of business from this, she basically says, because you are either a past client, or I think she calls them, or a special friends on my sneak preview list, you're receiving this video. Makes them feel special, right? They're seeing stuff before the general public does, and it works. So, bomb bomb video, great tool. Point number nine. Okay, so post that I'm video you on your online stuff. Go ahead. 
Okay, actually, that's what I was about to say. Post a video on your online social media, Facebook, etc. You guys know by now that Julie and I are not big fans of any of the social media stuff. For the most part, it is just trendy garbage that nobody will be talking about in 24 months. Yes, even the mighty Facebook will become passe faster than you guys can possibly believe. You heard it here first because that is the nature of things. Um, so the one thing that will never become passe is direct face-to-face, belly-to-belly communication, speaking directly to folks about solving their problems, a.k.a. helping them sell their houses. But while Facebook works, here's my suggestion, and Julie just touched on it. For every listing you take, you definitely want to have a private Facebook page. Now, Facebook won't allow you to have a private Facebook page just for that particular address. So what you want to do is have your own uh, Facebook business page, and then you want to basically be uh, essentially having the Facebook uh, you know, put the information about the open house and the, all the pictures and the details and all the rest of it on that private Facebook page. When you go to do a, uh, an open house in that neighborhood, try sometimes it, – it doesn't work, but sometimes it does – try to do some uh, research in, in, with Facebook and uh, run ads for that open house to people that, e, uh, that are obviously on your list already – but B, who are in that neighborhood. Facebook allows you to drill down into particular, like maybe you're looking for you know, demographic information, which frankly is mostly garbage on Facebook. But the other way you can go about it is looking for people that live in a particular city, sometimes in a particular community in a particular city. So that type of information. Now, but I will warn you on Facebook, a lot of their targeted ads or a lot of their ad targeting has absolutely proven to be fraudulent and doesn't work. So just don't spend a lot of time on that. Just, you know, a cautionary tale from your coach of a great way to waste time and money is trying to basically make Facebook ads work. So just keep that in mind. All right, point number 10, post your video on related sites like Nextdoor, the HOA website, and any other online opportunities to promote your new listing. Uh, again, you guys don't have to overthink this whole video thing either. It could just be you and your cell phone walking around doing a real candid walkthrough, letting, having get people a quick snapshot of what the house looks like and telling them how excited you're going to be to see them at the neighbor's only open house. And that type of thing, guys, creates momentum and energy. And again, when you're, trying to, when you're doing these activities this time of year because all your other uh, competitors are asleep at the wheel, you're going to find that you get a lot more attraction, a lot more attention quicker, and people will start mental noting you. Oh, look at so-and-so. Tim and Julie were actually on the ball in October and November. They were actually trying to sell my neighbor's house. I'm going to put my house in the market in the spring. I'm going to call them. That's how it works. This is how you build tremendous momentum. Point number 11, once your listing is pending, make sure you update your sign to show how quickly you're able to sell it, pending an escrow sold. Remember, hundreds of people pass the sign daily, so uh, show uh, you're able to accomplish the neighborhood. So if you guys want to know what really gets uh, calls from sellers, it's not even. It's definitely not a new listing sign. It's definitely not a pending sign. It's a sold sign, and that's something a lot of you guys skip. You don't put solds on your listings. Now, another little thing, depending on your MLS in your area, you can put solds on the houses that you sell to your buyers. Now, you you do not want to have a normal sales sign. You want to say another buyer found their home. You know, thanks to Tim and Julie Harris, and then put a sign in the yard like that with the buyer's permission after the seller has moved out to again let the neighbors know that you sold that listing. You guys get it? So be aggressive with your signs because we know the signs are where it's at. Use 800 Home Hotline to capture as much, um, you know, as many of those buyer calls as possible. I'm not going to talk about how to make your sign. We've talked about that before. But if you're not getting a lot of great leads off your signs, 
It's most likely because you have too much garbage on your signs. You have probably your broker's number, your cell phone number, and if you're smart, you have your 800 home hotline number. You then have a brochure box. You may have a QWR code. You have a whole bunch of other crap on it too. When there's that many choices, people aren't even going to look. You want to have one sign. Oh, I'm sorry, you want to have a sign with one phone number. Now, legally, you might be required to have other phone numbers, and again, that's fine. Just make them smaller and put them at the bottom of the sign. Your most important number should be your 800 home hotline number, and the writer should say on the sign, should say for free 24-hour recorded info, um, info on this house, please call you know 555-1212 or 800-555-1212, extension 1234. I have not Julie and I have not actively sold real estate for you know years and years and years but I can remember to this day and I'll never forget all the deals that we personally did off calling those leads back immediately oftentimes after hours um, I like to tell the story because it was it, I mean it's so impactful it was so impactful in our careers Julie and I had just moved to New Albany Ohio and that was we we went from a you know normal normal market in Columbus, Ohio, which was about 200 grand. And we moved out to New Albany where the average was close to a million. We wanted to challenge ourselves. We, so we essentially operated uh, a bifurcated market. We operated in a sort of you know, low to medium market. And then in New Albany, we operated in a high-end market. We were able to do both successfully. National Association of Realtors actually wrote a story about us and it was in one of their magazines. I believe we were on the cover, if I remember correctly, of Realtor Today. Um, back in, I don't remember what year it was, probably 1998 or, 19, or 1999 or 19, well, I don't remember, a long time ago, about the fact that we had changed markets. But here's what, I'll tell you guys a story. So Julie and I are standing in our kitchen on Berkeley Square in New Albany, Ohio. It's where we live. And I remember getting this, uh, back then we used, you know, you would get an SMS, right? So we, I got a text. And I knew from the text that it was a prospective buyer calling uh, from an ad, or I'm sorry, calling from a sign in New Albany on a new listing we just taken. So I call this guy back, and I have I could tell you guys probably about 30 stories just like this, but this one in particular was really, I mean, almost shockingly how much money we made from it. So I call this guy back, and here was the reaction. You know, ring, ring, hello, hi, this is Tim Harris with ABC Realty. As a courtesy, when people call our 800 number, I like to give them a quick call back, see if they have any questions about the home they called about. In his first reaction, like most people's reaction, because he just called, just hung up. I called him back immediately. It was like 7.30 at night. I don't remember what day of the week it was. I think it was a weekday, not a weekend. So I called him back immediately. His first reaction was like, huh? You know, nothing. Pause. And he thought it was a recording. And I, I said, no, this, I'm calling you back to answer any questions. I like to give everyone a call back you know, to make sure I'm doing a great job for my sellers. And he did have questions. He had questions not only about that house, but about the houses that all of his relocating executive teams were also wanting to buy. So just from calling that one lead back in our kitchen on Berkeley Square, I'll never forget that. We ended up selling something like, I don't remember, 20 houses. And the least expensive one was probably like 400 grand. The most expensive one was like, 1.3 or 1.4 million and when those guys went to sell they listed them with us again guys it's just from doing that one lead follow-up call and like i said i can give you lots and lots of examples of things just like that in new albany ohio just to put this in, to frame this out for you guys was a market that by no there was absolutely no measurable reason why julie and i should be able to sell real estate there let alone be successful we had no attachments socially we had no attachments educationally no attachments from you know new albany ohio was mostly uh very well to do 
executive types who graduated from really expensive colleges and who are like third and fourth generation rich or who are just, you guys get the point, not Julie and I's world. But because in that environment, they saw that we were calling back fast. They saw we were getting our listing sold. They saw that we were actually doing what we said we were going to do and we said we were going to do it. They listed their properties with us. And from, I, again, I give you lots of examples, but from that, we were able to spin up more and more transactions. But really what it came down to, guys, was the urgency that matters. It's the urgency, really, that makes coming soon strategies work. At the end of the day, if you're not going to call people back right away, if you're not going to have that sense of urgency, then all this, you know, basically it's just you guys being entertained for the last 32 minutes and you're not going to make any money from it, right? I mean, that's it. If you're not going to get off your asses and you're not going to call people back right away and you're not going to do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level, I promise you when I was in that kitchen on Berkeley Square forever ago calling that guy back, I didn't want to do it. But I did it, and look what happened as a result. You folks must have experiences like that if you expect to be successful, not just in this industry, but in any industry. You have to be able to fight back. TFW, guys, you know what I'm talking about. TFW against your own inclination to be lazy, especially in fourth quarter. So if you want to be in the mastermind, it's not too late. Here's what you have to do. Um, go to Amazon.com and purchase a copy of our book. Uh, Harris Rules. So just go to Amazon.com, put in Harris Rules. It's the number one international, uh, international best-selling book. It was, for a while, the number one book for Kindle of all nonfiction. So it exceeded our goals and expectations as far as being a success. Buy the book. Please read a chapter or two. Don't leave fake reviews. Actually, go and read You know enough that you guys really are leaving an authentic review. You could tell when someone's left an authentic review or not uh, based on whether – by reading it, you could tell that they've read the book. So look, do leave a review, and then when you've done those two things, just email help at timandjulieharris.com, help at timandjulieharris.com, and then our customer service team will give you the access codes for the mastermind. We're going to be doing it every single Friday. Well, you know, every single Friday is not a holiday for the rest of the year. And our goal for you is to lose at least 10 pounds and take at least 10 listings. And the masterminds are drilled down, focused. People really love them. Um, and, yeah, that's it. You do not have to be a premier coaching member to be a part of the mastermind. You just have to have purchased the book and ideally left a review. And when you do that, you can get in the mastermind. No strings attached. Help at timandjulieharris.com. All right, guys, there it is. If you need us for anything, obviously email me directly, tim at timandjulieharris.com or julie at timandjulieharris.com. You guys have a fantastic day. We'll talk to you on the show tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.